Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Wednesday the 29th of November. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorney. 800-747-3-800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, you go where they're going to treat you like family and get you the compensation you deserve. Let Anna Jar and Levine put their skills to work for you. First, you have an accident, you call 911. Then, Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. Glad to have you aboard. It's the middle of the week. That's okay. We're still going to have a great time today. There's so much going on. If you can't tell, every night, you got the NBA, you got the NHL. Tomorrow, we got week 13 of the NFL season getting going. College basketball, everything is in full stride. And bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, 
odds, trends, predictions. Bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just the big four. Bet online, they have info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, apologize, a little bit of a late start today. Actually, I don't apologize, but the reason we're off to a little bit of a late start today, and, and this, is, this is one of the many cool things about Zaslow Show 2.0, about me being able to do the show my way. Not that I was ever prevented from doing this show my way. I don't really mean it like that. But having the freedom and the flexibility to to do whatever I want, to be in charge. And and so on a day like today, had a meeting with a potential sponsor. Met a nice couple. I'm hoping to have them on board the show very soon. I'm hoping I'll be able to give you some details of that. But I took a meeting this morning with a potential new sponsor for the show. And so everything gets pushed back. Just a little bit. So if you were wondering, man, it's like, where's Zaslow Show 2.0? Because this show usually comes out <coughs> like around noonish every day. It gets uploaded. And you're like, man, where's the show today? Is Zaslow not doing a show? Of course I'm doing a show. There's so much going on. Of course I'm doing a show. But I get the flexibility of making sure that if we got to take a meeting, we're trying to get new sponsors on the show. And you guys know how this works. I'm never going to charge you guys for this show. It's never, ever going to happen. But the way that we keep the show free, you support the sponsors who support the show, and that's how we keep this thing going round and round, and everybody is happy. So anyway, had a really nice meeting today, and hopefully I'll be able to tell you guys a little bit more about it coming up. And if you're ever interested in getting involved in the show, you're a small business owner, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. You can always hit me up my DMs are wide open, baby. You can get involved in that if you want to. So anyway, all right, moving on to the sports stuff. I've had a good start to the day. Anyway, moving on to the sports stuff. NFL Week 13 gets going tomorrow. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. You know how we do. We do good times and hard times, Daddy. We're going to tell you which NFL team fan bases right now are having good times and which are going through it and going through hard times right now. You got the Panthers from last night. You got the Heat from last night. That's where we're going to start, all right? Actually, all right, let me start with this before we get to the heat. So, so really, there's a really weird story going on right now in the National Hockey League. And it's, it's so odd how, like, I, did, I don't understand how this stuff gets going. So, and I was talking to Amber about this yesterday, sent her this story, you know. And everybody knows Connor Bedard, right? Connor Bedard is the, he was the number one overall pick in the NHL draft, and superstar, like, looks as advertised. He's going to be a game changer. Blackhawks suck. It is what it is. But Connor Bedard, number one overall pick, plays for the Blackhawks. Now, they have a veteran on their team, borderline Hall of Famer, Corey Perry. Spent most of his career with the Anaheim Ducks, and (coughs) this year he is on Chicago. You know, you bring over a veteran like that to kind of help bring along the rookie, you know, number one overall pick, that kind of deal. But anyway, try and help a, a, a young team that's been bad set a new culture. And the Blackhawks have been through scandal. I mean, it was a scandal that former Panthers head coach Joel Quenville got caught up in. 
two years ago, and the Panthers had to fire him in the middle of the season. Anyway, so Corey Perry, a few days ago, was away from the team. The team said it's a conduct issue, it's punishment, he's away from the team right now. Corey Perry's agent said it's a personal family issue. So, conflicting reports right there as it is. Then yesterday, the Chicago Blackhawks release Corey Perry. Straight up cut him. Which is not something you would do to a borderline Hall of Fame player. And so he's been cut. And the rumor, and this is a heavy rumor, that is on social media, is that, so you know how NHL teams do dad's trips, all right? Matter of fact, who was it the other day that was here? Was it Boston? Yeah, when Boston was at the Panthers, they were doing their dad trip, where the dads of all the players accompany the team, usually on a two or three game trip. So this one, it's like, yeah, let's do it through Florida. Great weather, whatever, you know, wintertime. Tampa Bay, Florida, the dads come on the trip. The, the players bond with the fathers. The fathers all bond with each other. It's really cool. Some teams do a mother's trip as well. So recently, the Chicago... Do you know where this is going? So recently, the Chicago Blackhawks did a mother's trip. And... Apparent, the rumor, the very hot rumor on social media right now is that Corey Perry slept with Connor Bedard's mother. Corey Perry's probably close to 40 years old. Connor Bedard's 18. So I have no idea how old the mother is, but they're probably close in age. I mean, the mother's probably early to mid 40s, right? Very similar age, close to age as, as Corey Perry. And the Blackhawks released Corey Perry yesterday. And in a detailed press release, they've released him for conduct detrimental to the team. He can't be around this team, blah, blah, blah. And it's clearly not a performance issue. And social media is going crazy that he slept with Connor Bedard's mother. And that's why. Now, remember, years ago, you had the old Delonte West, LeBron James, and that he slept with LeBron's mother. We'll never know if it's true or not. But that's something that everybody knows, whether it's true or not, and it's sticking with Delonte West. Yesterday, the Blackhawks general manager had a press conference. Think about it. He had a press conference to talk about the team releasing Corey Perry. Like, who the hell cares? You release the player. All right. And he addressed in the press conference the disgusting rumors, he said, about what's going on and that none of it's true. I don't know. How does this rumor start? How does it start if it's not true? And even if it isn't true, it's it's probably not true. But how does that rumor start? Like, who's the first person who says, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put it out there that Corey Parody's banged Connor Bedard's mother. We'll see if it it grows any legs. And it's all over the place now. And so now, until it's actually addressed head-on, everyone for the rest of Connor Bedard's career... And in remembering Corey Perry as well, I'm going to think that Corey Perry slept with Connor Bedard's mother. The same way that all of us now, because it was never actually dealt with, think that Delonte West slept with LeBron James' mother. It's such a weird story. Like, how do we go from the leap to the reason he's being let go is because he slept with Connor Bedard's mother? We could have come up with any kind of reason. 
It's so strange. I don't think we're ever going to actually find out. But this Chicago Blackhawks franchise, they can't escape scandal. It's really crazy. Anyway, we'll get to the Panthers in a second here. A weird experience. I had a weird experience with the Panthers last night. So, last night was one of those nights. Unfortunately, not only did we not get the double dip, we got the double dick punch. And that's when both the Heat and Panthers lose on the same night. So, I got to take my son, my older son, Corey, I got to take him to soccer training. Weston Select, all right? And so, I decide, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to watch the Heat game first, and I'm recording the Panthers, and then I'll watch the Panther game afterward, after the Heat game's over, when I'm home by then. So, I watch the Heat game, and let's talk about the Heat first, and then I'll I'll circle back, and I'll get to the part that was really weird. So, the Heat lose last night, all right? I watched the whole Heat game, and then I watched the Panther game. So I watched the Heat game in my car on my iPad while I'm at my son's training. And then, of course, the Heat got the big TV in the Zazzle Mansion family room. Now, first of all, in-season tournament TNT game last night. Shaq. I don't know if Shaq has ever done an NBA broadcast like that. He wasn't in studio. He was doing a game alongside Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. Kevin Harlan, amazing, one of the all-time greats. I'm not a big fan of Reggie Miller on the broadcast. And then you got Shaq. And if I could tell you, Shaq, I thought, was excellent. I don't know if he's done this before. I thought he was excellent. And the key was he was funny. He's doing his whole Shaq shtick. And we'll get to that coming up. But he was... My favorite part, Shaq loves calling out the officials. Oh my god. And not only does he love calling out the officials, so early in the game is a bad call made, and Shaq says, can we get five for talking about referees? And they tell him no. Like, so the rest of the game, he is so critical of the referees, and he mentions the referees by name when he busts on them. Can we get five if we talk about referees? He's mentioning them by name. It was so cool. It was so funny. He was on those guys. I thought overall Shaq was excellent. And here's the thing. Even though I don't love Reggie Miller on the broadcast, see, I don't think Shaq would be good in this spot if he's the only analyst. I think the fact that Shaq can be the third guy and Shaq doesn't have to actually analyze the game because he's not good at that. None of those guys, except Kenny Smith, none of those guys on TNT, Barkley and Shaq, they don't analyze the game. They're, they're not, that's not their thing. They're not good at that. So having Reggie there, who could do more of that stuff, and having Shaq just be Shaq. If Shaq were the only analyst, I don't think it would have went well. But he could just be Shaq. And, and he's having fun with Reggie. And the fact that they went against each other in the 2000 NBA Finals was huge because Shaq was able to continuously reference that, and so was Reggie. Shaq's busted on Barkley throughout the broadcast and all of it. And, of course, Shaq is doing his usual Shaq thing is making sure everybody knows how great he was when he played. I love Shaq so much. There's this one clip, and I retweeted it earlier today. And I said, I quote tweeted. That's when you tweet something out, but you also have a comment. That's a quote tweet. And so I quote tweeted this video of Shaq before the game yesterday. And it's two young fans. They're probably brothers. And they're probably like, I'd say, six and nine years old, and they're hugging Shaq, the older one, Shaq, oh my god, I love you, I love you, Shaq, and and Shaq, who is always so amazing, 
and so gracious with his fans, especially kids. Because Shaq was always a big kid, you know? He's always so gracious with them. And so I, I, I tweeted out, and I say, I know I do this all the time, but I have to tell you, I love Shaq so much. He's one of a kind. There's never going to be anyone like him. He's so incredible. I lo- he, he was great for the league, a great ambassador for the league, super serious, a monster on the court, but off the court. Man, he was funny. He was a big kid, great personality, great smile. Never, ever, ever any trouble off the court. Movies, rapping, all of it. He And now, in the broadcasting where he's funny and he's such a great representative for the league, I love him so much. I, I'm, I've always been a big Shaq guy since his time with the Heat. And there were some years there where, you know, the Heat organization, Shaq, didn't get along because they had a bad falling out. I was so glad when they, when they reconciled in Shaq's jersey and the Raptors where it should be. And, like, this, this Miami Heat franchise changed when Shaq got here. Like, yeah, the biggest thing was when Riley got here in 95 and then brings on Alonzo and all the Heat culture starts. But they, they went from being a, a good organization to a championship organization with Shaq. With Shaq, they became a championship organization the second that he arrived, where they immediately went to the conference finals, which at that point was just the second time in franchise history, 1997 the first time, then 2005 with Shaq the second time they made the conference finals. And then, of course, they win their first ever championship the next year. I've always been a huge Shaq guy. And I know Shaq was difficult at times when he was here. Button heads with Riley. Because they're both such strong personalities. But I love him so much. He's so amazing to his fans. This holiday season, you know we're going to see the videos. Shaq just showing up to Best Buy. Buying single mothers computers. Or whatever. You know, holiday gifts. Uh, Remember that one time it was a family. They came to the dealership. They got like eight kids. And they need to buy a big van. Because they don't have enough room anymore. And Shaq bought them a van. He's so amazing. I'm never going to stop telling you how much I love Shaq. He's incredible, man. And and, and I like. there's no way these two little kids should really have any idea who Shaq is. I, like I told you, maybe six and nine years old. There's no reason they should know Shaq. But they do. And they love him. He's incredible, man. <clears throat> All right, I'm on his tip. What can I say? So the Heat last night, no Jimmy Butler last night, and look, the the Heat fan probably leaves that game feeling pretty good about his favorite little basketball team, because no Jimmy Butler, they were right there, now they got down 15-2, to but then they make a big run, they were up by 4-5 or after the third quarter, had 97 points after the third quarter, what they finished at 122 or 124 last night, And, and and the Heat were ahead 118-115, with a few minutes left of the game. Then Middleton hit a, a pair of big shots to give Milwaukee the lead. And, and that's all she wrote. Went a little bit cold there late in the game. Which, by the way, you don't. You think the Heat are better without Tyler Hero? Keep being stupid, alright? You think the Heat are better off when they need a basket in the fourth quarter and they can't get one? You, you think they're better off without Tyler Hero? Stop being stupid. Now, there are, there are really good things to take from last night. Mainly, yeah... Like, this is the heat. This is why 
they're not interested in giving up all their assets for one guy. Now, should they have done that for Damian Lillard? If they were allowed to, if that Joe Cronin wasn't such a cockroach, they may have done it. But this is why they're hesitant to just give up everything for one player because they know. And even without Jimmy Butler there last night, they're going to be right there, man. They dropped the 10 and 8. They're going to finish, and they've lost, what, four of their last five now, right? They dropped the 10 and 8, and they're, they're, they're going to finish top five, maybe top six in the East. And they're going to be right there. They're going to be a bitch for Philadelphia or for Milwaukee or for Boston. Like they always are. Like they always are. This is why they're hesitant to just give up the farm for any one player individual. Because they know the way they do things, whatever seed they are, they're going to be a bitch to get out in the postseason. And so you saw some of that again last night. So there are good things for the Heat to take, or or for the Heat fan, I should say, to take from last night's game. But I will say this. I don't take moral victories with this team. If you're the, you know, Heat culture... Toughest, nastiest, meanest, most uh, best condition, hardest working team in the NBA. You don't take moral victories. That's not what this is about. You know, the coach is always right when he says, we have enough. They usually do. I'm not trying to get moral victories. You can't go into the games and say we have enough and then take a moral victory. The Heat would never do that. And the Heat fans shouldn't either. I'm not trying to get moral victories. I only do real victories. So, yeah, there are positive things you could take from the game last night, but I'm not sitting here all happy because they got a moral victory in their eighth loss of the season. No, no. And some of those good things are, I mean, look, Bam showing everybody. I love national TV games for stuff like this. Bam showing everybody. And I think, you know, in years past, Bam would put together a big game. And it's like, oh, This is what we're talking about. He's taking the next step. And then you don't see that guy again for a few games. Like, "Ah, I guess not. And then you get it again the next year. Oh, he's doing it. He's taking the next step. But you're not seeing it on a nightly basis. I I really think we've seen enough now to say, yeah, it's here. He's taking it to another level now. It helps that Jimmy missed the beginning or... Jimmy was treating the beginning of the season like the preseason, and now Jimmy's missed a couple games here and there, and that Tyler's out as well, where Bam gets to do this. But I'm pretty sure everyone sees now, Bam's that dude. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. I think we're here. I think we're in the place where Bam's that guy. 13 of 27 from the floor. 27 shots? Super aggressive. And just... I mean, the the dream shake he had going on and the aggression at the basket. Like, that's what we're talking about, man. Josh Richardson, another very strong performance. 20.7 assists. Look, Kyle Lowry, man, 21 points and 6 assists. Lowry was excellent last night. And you know I don't want to tell you that Lowry was excellent, but he was excellent last night. And Jaime Jaquez Jr., 14 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 7-9 from the floor. How about the Heat needing a basket 
late in the fourth quarter, and Jaime Jaquez has the ball against Giannis Antetokounmpo. You, you think Eric Spolster trusts him? Jaime Jaquez is a stud, and I think everyone knows it now. This is why the Heat are not willing to just trade everybody, man. They're going to be right where they're supposed to be in the playoffs, and it's just going to come down to getting it done. So I don't take any moral victories, but I will tell you this. This is a positive also that comes out of the game, and this is something I said at the start of the season. Remember, I said at the beginning of the season that part of this regular season needs to be uh, even if it means maybe taking a step back wins-wise in the regular season, which I don't think they're going to end up doing. But part of this regular season needs to be about getting some of these guys ready for big roles in the postseason, right? That's what I said. Because you lost Gabe Vincent, you lost Max Struess, two finals starters last year, two major postseason secondary players to this team. Who's going to take those spots? Well, you can't just throw guys into that spot in the playoff. They need to get the experience. And Jimmy being out and Tyler being out is going to be a blessing for this team because some of these guys, Hawkes Jr., Josh Richardson, he didn't play last night, but Haywood Highsmith, these are the guys I'm talking about. They need to get that experience in the regular season so they could be those guys in the postseason who make up for the loss of Struess and Vincent. And they will. And they're getting that experience. So that is a positive you could take from last night. But these guys are getting the experience right now. And it's going to pay off huge for them in the postseason. And it's not just their confidence, but it's the confidence guys like Jimmy, Lowry, Bam will have trusting those guys. Getting those guys the ball in big spots. You're going to be able to trust them. That game had great in- great intensity to it. And I loved that the, the broadcasters were gushing over it, man. That game had a great feel to it. It's why the in-season tournament works. So because the Heat lost last night, the Heat needed to win last night and a New York loss. Once you knew LaMelo Ball was out, New York was going to win. So you needed to beat Milwaukee by at least 15 and have the Knicks lose by at least, I'm not, and if the Knicks were going to win, have the Knicks win by seven points fewer than what the Heat won by. Well, the Knicks were smoking Charlotte the whole game. Like, they're up 20 the whole game. It's like, okay, so the Heat are going to have to win this game by 30? That's not happening. So, you knew once the fourth quarter started, the Heat weren't advancing in the tournament. But, it's still a regular season game. It's, it's still, like, you still got to go out and win it, all right? So, the tournament, though, overall, and you had, you had the box scores on top TNT treating it like the NCAA tournament, treating it like the March Madness. You had the broadcasters talking about point differential on a random Tuesday in November. Everyone was locked into all the games going on and the point differentials. This in-season tournament, and the crowds were great. This in-season tournament, major major success. I was doubtful. I was a game-time decision going into that first tournament game. Am I going to care about it? And once that came out, I was like, you know what? I think I care about it. And then as the games go on, and I told you, we're going to get to that fourth game against Milwaukee, and that game's going to have juice to it. 
Well, guess what? It had a lot of juice last night and throughout the league. The in-season tournament, you know I'm critical of Adam Silver. But the in-season tournament, major, major success. Gotta be fair. Gotta be fair. So, I'm into it. And I'll tell you what else. Now what's going to happen is, you're going to have suggestions, right? On what to do with the tournament. What they should do next. How they could tweak it. How they could change it. Here's my change. I add a second one. I'd do it again. I would have... In soccer, you got, you got tournaments in season all the time. I would have this tournament right now in November, early part of the year, kind of combat football, that kind of deal. You know, it's part of it. And we know there's a TV rights deal element to it as well because the NBA's TV rights are coming up. And so they want to be able to sell just the in-season tournament to maybe a provider. Sell two of them. I would have a second in-season tournament. This could be the blank NBA NBA blank in-season tournament. And then you do one in February or March. You have the NBA blank in-season tournament. You have two championships. Two in-season tournament championships. Why not? Every team is one way, playing one way at the beginning of the season. A few months later, you're a different kind of team. Maybe you've made a trade. You're a different kind of team at that point. So there's going to be all kinds of ideas how to tweak this tournament. I would add a second. I would do it twice throughout the year. And if it's going to get uh, uh, garner interest, more interest, if it's going to have the guys playing harder, why not add another? Now, the whole reason that they do it to get guys to play hard, that's a whole nother thing. Like, let, like I, I don't like that reason being why they made this tournament. Because they want to get the players to try. And they want to get the players to care. The regular season games, they should be trying and they should be caring. So, I I can't give everybody all the credits. Because part of the reason they're doing this is because the players don't care. I wish we didn't have to deal with that issue. But, it is what it is. They seem to be caring more with these games. So, if that's the case, why don't we do it twice? And, I mean, look, I wish more games felt like they meant something. The tournament had great intensity to it, especially the last couple of games. But the reason they don't feel that way, or, or the reason that we, 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 you know, we enjoyed what we saw the last few days so much was because it's so different from the regular, regular season games, and that part I have a problem with. And... It's also why I've really gravitated toward the Florida Panthers last year. Now, I've always loved the Florida Panthers since day one in 1993. I I haven't missed a Panther game in uh, 15 years. I haven't. But it's why over the last few years, Panthers got big TV in the Zaslow Mansion fan room sometimes over the heat. They do. Because... In the NBA, you don't know what nights they're going to care. And they take nights off all the time. In the NHL, never. Never, ever. Everyone plays. Every game. No minutes restrictions. No load managements. No ramping up into shape. None of that shit. I mean, you had fighting all over the place with the Panthers a couple nights ago. 
13 guys got misconduct penalties. You don't think they care? They care very, very much in the NHL. It's why I've gravitated gravitated so much toward Panther games when the Heat are playing at the exact same time. Doesn't mean the Heat aren't number one for me. They're always going to be number one for me. But the Panther regular season, for a few years now, much better than Heat regular season. Much better. Not even close. And that's why they had to make this in-season tournament. But look, in-season tournament, major, major, major success. And I definitely hope one of the smaller teams win. So here's what you have. The four teams that made it out of the East. It's New York versus Milwaukee. New York at Milwaukee and Boston at Indiana. Those are the quarterfinal games. The two winners of those games go to Vegas for the semifinals. So it's New York at Milwaukee, Boston at Indiana. And in the West, you have Phoenix at the Los Angeles Lakers and New Orleans at Sacramento. So you're going to get New Orleans or Sacramento in the West final. And those games will be in Vegas. And then you'll have the final. So I hope I hope one of the smaller teams win. Like Indiana, New Orleans, Sacramento. Not Indiana because fuck them. But like I hope one of the smaller teams win. That'll be fun. That's the idea behind the tournament is that, all right, maybe you're not good enough to win the entire postseason, but depending on what group you get, you may be able to win this in-season tournament. You get a trophy, a banner. I don't know how that's going to work. Money. Even You know what would even be fun? If New York won it. I would even take New York winning it. You know why? Because that will be fun. To make fun of the Knicks. To make fun of the Knicks fan. That that's the only championship they could win. Is the in-season tournament. I hope one of the small teams win. Indiana. Not Indiana. Fuck them. New Orleans or Sacramento. But otherwise, I would take New York winning it. Because making fun of the Knicks fan. That that. Put up your in-season trophy uh, banner. Put up your banner there. You haven't won a championship in 6,000 years. Dinosaurs roamed the earth. The last time the, the Mecca won anything. Madison Square Garden. Go put your in-season tournament banner up there, Knicks fan. Go do I dare you. That will be fun. So I'm all for that, actually. But overall, man, in-season tournament, major, major success. Love it. You guys know how I was enjoying that in-season tournament last night, right? Sitting on the couch, Zazlo Mansion family room, got home from my son's training in time for the fourth quarter of the Heat game. Went right to that fridge, got me a got me a Johnny Cuba. Sitting on the couch in the Zazlo Mansion family room in my underwear with a cold Johnny Cuba in my right hand. That's what I'm talking about. Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. They're expanding soon, but you can pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. I've been telling you guys about Johnny Cuba for a year now. One of the OG sponsors, my man Juan. One of the OG sponsors on Zaslow Show 2.0. Love Johnny Cuba. And I love every time you guys try a Johnny for the first time. And then you send me a picture on Instagram. I'm an influencer. I'm super famous. You send me a picture like, Zaslow, Johnny Cuba, so delicious. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I've been telling you. And then I post your picture with Johnny Cuba on my Instagram stories. Then you become famous and everybody is so happy. Johnny Cuba, don't forget, make sure you drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So, one of the situations with the NBA in-season tournament was like last night. Remember I said, 
All right, so point differential for the very first time in NBA history is going to matter. What if the Heat, who needed to win by 15 against Milwaukee, and for the Knicks to win their game by at least seven points fewer than Miami was going to win by? So if the Heat needed to win by 15, let's say, let's say the Knicks won by eight. So the Heat need to win by 15. What happens if the Heat are up by 14 points and shot clock's off, time's running down, Bucks have the ball. Bucks are just, they're, they're bouncing out the clock because they're down by 14 and the game's over. But the Heat know they need to win by 15. Like, it's one thing, it's good to win the game because it's a regular season game, but they want to go to Vegas. They want to play in the in-season tournament in Vegas, and they need to win by 15. Will the Heat foul the Bucks up 14 to get the ball back? Is it possible we're going to see a scenario like that? And across all across the league, teams are paying attention to point differential last night. And you know, there is not a more sensitive player in professional sports than the NBA player. I mean, DeMar DeRozan the other day, he had a sad because he didn't like that the team they were playing continued to try to score because of the NBA in-season tournament. DeMar DeRozan was very sad. He doesn't like it. And this scenario played out last night in Boston. So... I don't know if it was the fourth quarter yet. Maybe it was late in the third quarter. I think it was the fourth quarter. But like early in the fourth quarter. And the Celtics are kicking the shit out of the Bulls. Because the Bulls are terrible. <coughs> the Celtics are up by like 29. I think this... Whatever it was. They're up by 29. Early in the fourth quarter. They need to win the game. I think by at least 24. But they're only up 29. they probably like to... Increase that lead a little bit. So what happened? The Celtics start to foul. The Celtics start to foul Andre Drummond. They're doing hack-a-shack on Andre Drummond. And they keep doing it because he has a terrible free throw shooter. And Billy Donovan, coach of the Bulls, was very confused. Almost looking perturbed. So Joe Mazzulla, coach of the Celtics... He does the right thing, and he walks toward the center of the court where he could talk to Billy Donovan while Andre Drummond is on the free throw line. And he's telling him, we need to win by 24 points. You know, my people are telling me we need to do this, we need to do this. We want want to win the tournament. We want to get to Vegas. And you could see Billy Donovan's like, okay, all right, I got you. And then he walks away. And like, good on Billy Donovan for understanding there. And good on Joe Mazzulla for giving an explanation. The Celtics ended up winning 124-97. They won by 27. So the Celtics, they end up winning their group, and they're they're going to you know, they're going to Indiana to play in the quarterfinals. And if they win that, they then go to Vegas for the over, for the final four for the semifinals. But you had that scenario play out last night in Boston. Up 29, they're fouling to continue getting the ball and continuing to score. Weird situation. To be sure. Here's Jalen Brown. Celtics photo. Who, if I could tell you, Jalen Brown looks like a miserable guy. He always looks miserable. Every time he talks, he seems miserable. Everything is so serious with Jalen Brown. So here's Jalen Brown after the game. Complaining about, he doesn't love the situation. 
and thinks it hurts the integrity of the game. It's tough because, uh, I mean, that's just not how the game is supposed to be played, you know. Um, one, you got to respect your opponents, and, and two, like, you know, it's just weird setup. You know, we understand the rules, but like if I was another team, I'd be upset as well if we were doing, you know, the hack of drumming in the middle of the fourth quarter. But, you know, um, our coaching staff made their decisions, and we, we stick with it. How do you feel about the kind of the change in thinking? Uh, you know, personally, I don't really have a comment on it. Um, I think that, you know, the agenda has been to – to try to increase competition, to increase revenue, to kind of make it, you know, I guess more um, exciting um, during this time of year. But, you know, I don't have a comment, but I will say that honestly, if, if you know, it's a line between increasing, you know, excitement, revenue, notoriety, whatever, and compromising, like, you know, ethics and of the game, you know, and it's a balance. Um, this is kind of the first that we've uh, – kind of seen this, um, but I'm sure we'll, um, there'll be a lot of conversations going around um, that'll get to like some, some decisions, but you know, that's all I'll say about it. My favorite part of that is probably where Jalen Brown says, I'm not going to comment on that, but, and then he goes on and gives an entire comment about that. Like I, uh, anyway, you know, you know, here's, here's my comment. You want to talk about the integrity of the game? The whole reason, or one of the main reasons, that they made this in-season tournament, and one of the fun things about it is how hard players are trying and how much they are caring about it. One of the main reasons they made this tournament is because you guys, Jalen Brown, the highest paid player in the NBA, inexplicably, you guys are paid so, so handsomely And you never play. You're constantly resting. You're constantly sitting out. You don't care about the games that you're paid to play and that fans pay to watch. Is that part of the integrity of the game? I would say hurting the integrity of the game is guys resting, is guys not playing, is guys not caring and having to come up with all kinds of cockamamie gimmicks, even if I like this one, that forces the players to actually try and care. Jalen Brown, I would say maybe, just maybe, that messes with the integrity of the game. How about that? So, I'm not going to comment on that, but I'll say this. How about that? In-season tournament was awesome. No no other way to say it. Really great. It'll only get better. I think they should add a second. Here's what else I'll comment on. If you guys are thinking about getting yourself a new ride, there's only one car dealership I send you to. That's North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting an experience that you cannot get anywhere else. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promises to provide you an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility, North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it all by 95, right at the Cypress Creek Road exit. You're going to get an indoor, a relaxed indoor car shopping experience, or maybe just want to have your vehicle service. You're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And 
You don't have to currently drive a Subaru to take your vehicle to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru to get service. They service all makes and models with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You're going to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know you're covered. Right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, what if I told you you could make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit? Yeah, that's what's happening right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Go to NFLSubaru.com, NFLSubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. So I told you, I, I had a weird experience with the Panthers last night where I watched the whole Heat game, and then I'm going to watch the Panther game after. So, the Heat game ends, I put on the Panthers, I'm like a couple minutes into the game, and I make the mistake of going onto social media. Big mistake. Because I don't want the, I, I don't want the game spoiled for me. But, I was just going on to Instagram to check my messages. I got lots of messages on Instagram. My DMs are open. And, you know, they're the hoochies, you guys slide right in, I love it. And so, I go to my messages and out of the corner of my eye, I see a couple of people, actually, but one of them, my man Mike in West Palm. The message I think he sends, I, I think it says, double dick punch. And everybody knows, when the Heat and Panthers lose the same night, when they win, that's the double dip. When they lose, that's the double dick punch. Everybody knows that. So... Oh, no, and I shut up and scream real quick. I go, is that what he wrote? Did he say double dick punch? Because if he wrote double dick punch, then I just had the game spoiled for me. Now, I, I could roll through the Panther game. I, I fast forward through commercials, intermission. I, I, I love watching the Panther game on delay because I, I could watch the whole game 70 minutes, 75 minutes. I could bank through the whole game. It's awesome. But I don't want to sit and watch the whole game to watch them lose. That's so annoying. And it's already, I'm, I'm starting the game already at 11 p.m. It's kind of late. But anyway, so I feel like, me, now Mike and West Palm didn't spoil it for me. I spoiled it for myself. That's a bad job out of me. But then I start to think, all right, maybe it didn't say double dick punch. Maybe it said, maybe it said avoid, avoided the double dick punch. Maybe he's writing double dick punch because the Heat and Canes lost. Even though uh, we all know double dick punch is for Heat and Panthers. Everybody knows that. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to psych myself into how, you know what, maybe it doesn't, maybe I'm not about to sit through a guaranteed Panther loss. And then I come up with, you know what I think is probably best case scenario? Best case scenario that I'm going to sit here for is, the Panthers lose, because I'm pretty sure Mike and West Palm wrote Double Dick Punch. Best case scenario is, Panthers lose but they get a point in overtime. Like, so So now, instead of hoping that the Panthers win this game that I'm watching, really all I'm rooting for is overtime. I'm just rooting they get a point because then I could convince myself, all right, I, I didn't just waste an hour and a half of my life. We got a point. I'll live with a point in Toronto. So the whole game now, I'm really just rooting for them to go to overtime. And then... The Panthers, with about three and a half minutes left in the game, 
Gadjevic draws a double minor penalty for high stick, which was a bullshit call. At most, it should have been one penalty. They give him the double minor. Okay. And so now I'm thinking, here it comes. Not only is it going to be a double dick punch that was ruined for me at the start of the game, and I sat through this shit anyway, but they're going to lose in like the final seconds. That, that's what's going to happen. This is a disaster. But the game goes to overtimes. I'm like, all right, how about that? So now I felt good about it. Like, all right, I'll sit through it knowing they got a point. It's all good. Overtime ends. We're going to a shootout. All right. We get to the shootout. Panthers are down 2-1 in the shootout. I'm sorry. They're down 2-2. Yeah, they're down 2-1 in the shootout. They have to get a goal here. Or they're down 1-0 in the shootout. They got to get a goal here. Whatever it is. They get the goal from Reinhardt. So now it goes into the extra round of the shootout. I'm like, all right. I mean, they're going to lose here, right? Anthony Stolers makes the save for the Panthers. And then Evan Rodriguez scores. Panthers win. They win in the shootout, 2-1. to one. I'm like, what the fuck do you know? I thought they definitely lost. I thought we're talking double dick punch here. I watched the whole game just hoping for overtime because I'm pretty sure Mike and West Palm spoiled it for me. And what do you know? They won the game. I'm so happy. And so now I decide, and the Panthers are all congratulating each other on the ice. And I'm like, all right, now let's see what Mike and West Palm actually said. He, like... He, and the, and I, I had a couple messages saying double dick punch. He wasn't the only one. And I'm like, all right, he must have just said they avoided the double dick punch. But I go on, and he and the other guy also wrote, double dick punch sucks. Referees suck. And I'm like, I'm staring at it while the Panthers are celebrating in front of me. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what, what's going on here? And then, Moeller says, they're calling everybody back out into the ice. They're reviewing. It might have been a double tap by Rodriguez. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. They're definitely going to roll a double tap. And they are definitely losing this game. And yes, that's exactly what happened. And it was a double dick punch in the weirdest way for me here. On the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. That was really weird. Let's get to good times and hard times. That's right. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's right. Thank you, Dusty. Good times and hard times, Daddy, where every Wednesday we tell you which fan bases going into the next week's games are feeling good times and which ones are feeling hard times. We start out with the fan base having good times. Number three, the Green Bay Packer fan. That's right. The Packers have won three out of four. They're now five and six. They won at the Lions last week on Thanksgiving. So not only are they feeling a little bit better about Jordan Love, but don't look now. The Green Bay Packers, they find themselves just, a, well, actually, they're even in the loss column. They're only a half game back of the final playoff spot in the NFC. Only one game back of the number six spot. The Green Bay Packer fan is having good times right now. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan is having good times. Not only did they fire Matt Canada last week, but this week, a 16-10 win at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers are 7-4. and four. They are 5th 
in the AFC. The Steelers, again, Mike Tomlin, he's never going to have a losing season. If there was ever going to be a losing season, it would have been last year or this year. He's two wins away. Can the Steelers go two and four the rest of the way to avoid Mike Tomlin's first ever losing season? Of course they can. The Steeler fan is having good times right now. And the number one fan base having the good times this week, the San Francisco 49er fan. The Niners, they're back, man. They've won three in a row after losing three in a row. They sit here at eight and three. They kick the crap out of the Seahawks. So number three, the Packer fan is having good times. Number two, the Steelers fan is having good times. And number one, the 49ers fan is having good times. Now, which fan base are having hard times, daddy? Number three, the Lions fan is having hard times. Now look, they're clearly not the same old Lions, but man, did they look like the same old Lions when you definitely should win at home on Thanksgiving against the Green Bay Packers, and instead, they really got their butt kicked. So now, they've dropped to third in the NFC at 8-3. The Lions fan is going through hard times right now. Number two, the Vikings fan is having hard times. After winning five in a row, the Vikings have now lost back-to-back games, and this was an especially bad loss at home on Monday Night Football. They lose to the Bears, who didn't even score a touchdown. The Vikings dropped to 6-6. Six six. They're seventh in the NFC. Vikings fan is having hard times right now. And the number one fan base having hard times right now, the Carolina Panthers fan. Whenever you fire your coach midseason, that's obviously hard times, Daddy. You see what C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston. Bryce Young, he, he looks completely overmatched. And you also have an owner in David Tepper who looks like the pits. Number three, the Lions fan is having hard times. Number two, the Vikings fan is having hard times. And they don't even get the number one overall pick in in Carolina, even if they finish with the worst record, because it transfers to Chicago. The Panther fan is having the hardest times right right now, Daddy. And that is another edition of Good Times and Hard Times, Daddy. Tell you what's not hard times. And that's when you get your homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance. That's right. The only insurance agency that I go to for my homeowner's insurance is Greg Brunt and his fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com has you covered from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. They have offices all throughout the state of Florida. So wherever you're calling from, Brunt Insurance, the staff at Brunt knows where you're calling from. They know exactly the type of coverage you need. It's home insurance, renter's insurance, condo insurance. There's so many options, but don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing, crystal clear, fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance going to help you every step of the way. Now, I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt, but if you're looking for affordable care that offers you the best coverage in your automobile, your motorcycle, your boat, 954-589-2204. You're making the right call. Bruntinsurance.com. Also, I get the best sleep because of one of our amazing sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. Yep. When Sheets and Giggles joined the show, that was like seven or eight months ago. My man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Not only is he my guy because we've become friends, but also he's helping me get the best sleep of my life. That was immediately when Sheets and Giggles jumped on board. I got the eucalyptus pillow. I got the bed sheets. I got the comforter. I got the pillowcases. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? 
Go to SheetsGiggles.com, and if it's your first order, use promo code Zaslow. Z-A-S-L-O-W. You'll get 20% off your first order. All kinds of holiday sales. So use promo code Zaslow, 20% off your first order. Then you go back and take advantage of all the other deals they have. Yeah, that's right. Sheets and Giggles. You see them on the Levitard Show, on the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zaslow. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We start off here. I think the worst player in the NBA is Jordan Poole. Now, I'm talking about you have to factor into account his contract. He makes over $30 million a year. This guy is a loser. He is a negative player. You cannot win with him. And so here is, this is on the stadium, right? It's with Michelle Beadle and former NBA star and Florida Gator Chandler Parsons. Here's Chandler Parsons on Jordan Poole. Here's the thing. What's this is do? just Jordan. This is Jordan Poole in a nutshell, right? He's he's young, he's immature, and he's arrogant. That is all that's three of those great. things. Is this play, and that's why he's had some personality <laughs> issues. What's the kid even can happening? hoop. Listen, he's you getting admit. he's getting ripped right now. The kid can hoop. He belongs in the NBA. But this is the stuff he does that annoys a coaching staff, that annoys his teammates. Oh, can you and imagine? This is the frustrating stuff. You gotta admit that. It is a pretty funny clip. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> What's he doing? All right, this is a big deal for the Wizards because they're not going to be able to get rid of him. Everyone sees now it's the worst contract in the NBA, and he's not even remotely close to a winning player. It's pretty amazing that the Warriors, that's a massive accomplishment in 2021 for the Warriors, 2022, excuse me, for the Warriors have been able to win a championship with Jordan Poole playing a major role. Hell of an accomplishment. That's a big deal for the Wizards. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Patrick Beverly on the Pat Bev pod? He had some words for his former teammate, Austin Reeves. I didn't want to guard anyone else but Austin Reeves last night. How dare you come in Chicago and my hood and hit me with the too little and don't think that I'm going to come for your neck? It's cool. He going to feel wrath from now on. I'm picking his ass up 94 feet. And it's not personal, just business. business. They didn't really seem that chippy. No, uh -uh. it was the bump after. The bump was crucial. Yeah, the bump was it was needed. And you stood there like yeah. a brick wall yeah. in front good, of a train. Good bump too. I put my hand up. I got a little elbow to the head as he walked through like this. Like, <laughs> you come clipped on, him. Bro. Yeah, clipped him. I clipped him. Good call. I clipped him. I clipped him. Every time I seen the Lakers until I retire, whatever team Austin Reeves is on, I'm on I'm on his ass. Because of this? Because of that. You had nothing but glowing things to say about him, and you defended him personally yeah. when it was against the Suns. That's what that's what made me angry about it, because I did time for him. You were in that box. I literally did time for him. You paid money out of pocket. Pocket for him. Hit me with this. <laughs> to be your own people, say less. I'm going not a big deal, although considering they were former teammates, like Austin Reeves really must have disliked Patrick Beverly. But also, I hate that too small uh, uh, taunt. Eh, that shit is stupid. I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? All right, you know my boy is Shaq. I loved seeing Shaq on the broadcast last night for the Heat and uh, and Bucks. Here's Shaq on the broadcast doing his Shaq thing. He's always got to remind you. I love it, but he's always got to remind you how great he was. He now, I used to see someone in Orlando doing this against my Pacers. A young Shaquille O'Neal taking the ball coast to coast here. There's the contact. How about the finish there by Bam? Great move, great finish by Bam. And yes, Reg, I was the first big guy <laughs> to bring the ball up the court with foul and charisma. Not Wimby, not Bobo, but me. I'm going big deal because Shaq was awesome on the broadcast last night. I'd love to hear more of him. 
And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Yes, it was NBA on TNT last night. And here's Charles Barkley. Uh, he's, he's done with the Warriors. As I told y'all, this team is cooked. Y'all thought I was crazy. They got away last year because Steph went crazy in game seven. Sacramento should have beat them. They, they, you know, Children did. It's yeah, two different yeah, things. No, no, I'm saying. And with Candace Point, Steph, he going to start slowing down too. They got an old team. Everybody slows down. Steph they, looks like he's... Pe people forgot last year. Sacramento went there. They was like, they're going to win game six at home. Sacramento went in there and kicked their butt. Then I said, man, Sacramento, I picked them to win that series. But Steph went crazy. He's not going to be able to continue to do that because those other guys aren't the same either. They're older. This team is cooked. They're not a contender. And everybody's I was like, dude, it's nothing personal. That's like last year when Clay went crazy on me. I said, dude, I love Clay. Clay's not the same guy. Draymond's not the same guy. Wiggins has never been that guy. And then you factor in, Steph has already been hurt this year. And one thing I know about old people, they just get older. I'm going not a big deal. I mean, it's uh, Shaq's just telling the truth. I don't think they're the same team that they were. Klay Thompson looks cooked. It, it, Draymond Green, you can't trust him. Uh, yeah, I'm going not a big deal. Seems pretty obvious to me, actually. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right. Excellent job by everybody who all put together a great show today. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Thank you so much. And today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.